Hello, everybody. It's Dr. Rick uh, dropping in on you. It's Tuesday, so that means it is transformational Tuesdays. Uh, Tuesday. So um, this segment of Transformational Tuesday is brought to you by the Legacy Wealth Academy's seven-day online business launch course. Got something special for you. I'm not going to take long in giving it to you, but You've heard me say over and over and over and over and over and over again that if you don't have at least two independent streams of income that you control, you're putting your financial stability and financial future at risk. You um, have way too many opportunities to build an online presence and create revenue streams using the Internet and social media. And I teach you how in the seven day online business launch course. Those have been following knows that a lot of what I've been doing in one-on-one and small groups are now going to my online courses. The seven-day online business launch course is steeped in video lectures from past courses that I've done. Uh, all the information you need to literally create a presence online and then repeat that process as often as you want to create multiple streams. This course is normally going for $5.97, but today, to the end of the day, 11.59 p.m. tonight, I am offering it at an unbelievable $99. You're going to pay $97 up front and $2 when you actually log in on the platform to register. A total of $98. Again, another beautiful thing is my company works with Afterpay. So if you, when you decide to sign up, if you want to split it up into four different payments, four separate payments, you can do that. Uh, if that makes it easier for you to sign up before $99, I have not offered this course at that. My, when I was doing it as a webinar, it was more than that. This online course is more comprehensive. It's more intuitive. It's set up to make you win. Um, again, if you don't have at least two streams of income, you need to be signing up for this again, just for today only to 1159 tonight, we're offering this course at $99. Now here is the kicker. You've heard me talk about the mind on unleash course. It's another course that we have created. Well, I've created and we've put online and this is about transformation. We're going to go over a lot of the keys that are going to be covered in this course and what we're going to talk about today in on Transformational Tuesday. But this course is normally $5.97. If you sign up for the seven-day online business launch course at $99, you can get the second course, The Mind Unleashed, for $27. Um, that's today. It ends at 11.59 tonight. So I encourage you to sign up. All right, let's talk. Life is happening. And what, what does that mean? Life is happening. Things are changing. You are changing. The goal in life is to control the change, not control the environment necessarily, not to control the situations or the circumstance, but to control how they influence your growth. And the way you control that is through a number of key different focuses and components components of personal transformation that allow you to determine intentionally and deliberately where your life's situations will take you. You're not going to avoid the storm. I tell people all the time, you're not going to circumvent the vicissitudes of life. You're not going to circumvent the storms of life. Something my grandfather taught me at the age of 17, uh, my, I was reared by my great-grandparents. So when my great-grandfather, which I refer to often as my grandfather, but I always called him daddy. 
when he started teaching me, I want to say that he took almost complete control of my upbringing at about nine years old. He told my grandmother to step back and he took over and he just taught me these things. And I tell people all the time, I can't tell you why I wasn't like the average kid who thought my parents were the lamest people in the world and I didn't want to be around them or I didn't want to listen to them. I sunk into everything. I sought them out as often as possible. I love to sit there and listen. And I can't explain why. So teaching me wasn't, the, I guess, what would be the norm. You know, like, oh, my God, here he comes. That was never me. It was like, oh, man, I'm about to sit down. And so every day I came home from school from football track practice, I'm sitting down on the porch with him. And he's kicking me knowledge from a kid on up. And then, so when I was 17 years old, he stopped me on the porch and it's just another day, I think, but this day was different than any other day, at least for me. He might have just been, but he sit up and he told me, hey, he said, I'm gonna tell you something. He said, if you get this, it's gonna go a long way. And he told me in his way, I'm telling you uh, what he told me in my way. Um, he said, look, you're in one of three places in your life. Don't confuse it. Don't make it complicated. You're in one of three places. When you when you take on this mindset, so much of your frustration, so much of your pain, so much of your whining about how life ain't fair, all that stuff will just go to the side because you understand this. And that's it. You're in one of three places in this life. You're either going into a storm in a storm or coming out of one. That's life. That's what you're going to do over and over and over again. Yes, you're going to have these unbelievable times. You're going to actually get stronger while you're in the storm. You're going to find things to enjoy, find things to smile about, find things to get excited about. But you've got to understand that everything is this cycle of going into a storm, being in a storm, coming out of a storm, enjoying the fruits of being able to weather the storm and allow the storm to do what the storm does. And he said this, he says, don't get frustrated and caught up in how you got there. Yeah, you need to understand because you want to avoid pitfalls as often as possible. He said, but your number one responsibility when you find yourself in a storm is to make sure you come out of the storm a better man than the one that entered. He said, if you allow the storm to shape you, the, allow the storm to strengthen you, you allow the storm to teach you, you allow the, it's about the perception of the challenge. I can look at it as this thing that came to destroy me and I'm miserable. I can look at it as this thing that came to tear me down and now I'm whining and complaining about how unfair life is. Or I can sit up and say, here comes another challenge. This is the weight room of life. This is the track of life. This is this place where I come to get better. I come to get stronger. It's the storm. You cannot get around it. But if you, son, decide that you're going to make yourself be better every time you come out of a storm, if you allow the storm to do what the storm does in your life and you come out a better man than you would in, you don't have to chase greatness. It'll overtake you. It will literally overtake you if you learn how to come through storms and be bigger, stronger, better, smarter, more loving, more giving, more mature, more aware, then there's absolutely nothing you can't conquer in this life. This is a second grade education, a man born in 1909 that's teaching me this. 
And that day just say, don't, don't run from the storm. Prepare for it because it's coming and you can't avoid it. But you can determine how it impacts you. And that's the thing about this life. Transformation comes through the circumstances and the situations and the challenges of life. But if you sit down and you decide that you're going to be a victim, the storms of life will crush you. They will zap the life out of you. But you decide that I came to conquer. I came to win. I came to be a representation of the God in me. I came to be a rep representation of the gift and purpose given me. Then the storm will only strengthen you. And then when you start to see the storm as something that strengthens you, you get excited, not because you are a, a, a sadistic and you like pain. You get excited because you know, I'm about to get better. People are wondering why you're smiling in that moment because you see beyond the moment when you teach yourself to do that. You do that. I'm going to give you seven quick keys to positive transformation. You, you, the thing is, you can't stop change. Change is happening, but you can deliberately and intentfully determine how you're going to change. And when you do that, you create growth. In any specific area you, you desire, you can develop into this massive, unstoppable force in any area you desire in life solely by determining that's where I'm growing. <coughs> the first thing is self-awareness. The first key is self-awareness. You have to know who you are. I come in contact with so many different people who don't even understand or know who they are. Without knowing who you are, you don't know your strengths. You don't know your gift. You don't know what drives you. You're simply doing what you've been told to do. You've been simply doing what everyone else is doing. You're simply doing what seems to be the path of least resistance. Everybody's doing it. Well, if everybody's doing it, I guarantee you almost everybody that's doing it is average. And while average sounds good in school, I get a C, I'm passing. And you go through all of your developmental years thinking that average will get you somewhere. Because if I got a C, I'm passing. They're telling you that a C behavior will produce success. And it only happens in school because the moment that you come out and you go into this world and you apply a C mentality to anything, you get very little and you end up in this big gob of people who are meandering through the maze of mediocrity because they never took time to understand themselves. They never took time to nurture the gift. They never took time to develop a sense of identity. When you anchor yourself in your own personal identity, when you truly understand who you are, you're not shaken by the different things that come in your life. You're not shaken by adversity. You're not shaken by delay. You're not shaken by pushback, setbacks, and falling and stumbling. You understand it's a part of life but you understand that you're built for it, that your very identity and your purpose settles you for, under, uh, for, uh, for a better and bigger situation that's to come. And you're seeking it and you're striving for it and you're fighting for it. But let me tell you something. If you don't learn who you are, if you don't have a sense of self-discovery, if you don't conduct introspective examinations, internal examination, uh, I believe it was... Uh, Socrates that says the life unexamined is not worth living. If, if, if you don't take time to understand who you are, you will be constantly led by other people 
who know who they are. And you are almost acquiesced to it because you don't realize the greatness that lies within. Next is a willingness to change. Change, when we are witness it, we resist it. No matter what it is, we resist change. Why? Because change immediately and consistently moves us out of our comfort zone. We want to get settled in. We want to find a place that we are good at doing something. We want to find a place where we know exactly what's going to happen. We want to find a place where everything is predictable. The problem with predictability is it's because it's cyclical. You're doing the same thing over and over, getting the same results. You're not advancing. But that's where most people operate in that comfort zone. When people come to me and tell me, I say, well, tell me, what have you tried so far? Did you try this? Yes, I, I, I tried that, but it didn't. Something about it didn't feel right. You know what they're actually telling me when they sit up and tell me something about this new thing they tried didn't feel right? They're telling me it didn't feel familiar. They're telling me they tried something where it wasn't automatic. They had to put energy, effort, and thought into it. They had to stumble through it a little bit. It was awkward, and so it didn't feel right. Anytime you're moving into something bigger, something better, something more powerful, something you have not yet experienced, you're going to find out that it doesn't feel right. Why? Because it's not familiar. You've got to be willing to change. You've got to be willing to say, I'm going to step outside of my comfort zone and I'm going to go into a new place where I'm not the big fish. In the, in the small pond. I'm the person at the bottom of the totem pole, but I'm in a room with people who have the things that I need. They have the knowledge, the experience, the systems, and, and all the things that I don't. But if I'm going to go somewhere that I've never been before, I'm going to have to come out of my comfort zone of familiarity, and I'm going to have to walk into a place where there's some newness and, 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 and some naivete and, and, and some nuances that I don't understand, because that's where I'm going to find the newness and the betterness and the growth that's going to take me to the next level. Life is about next level living. It's about going to the next level. It's about achieving something, celebrating it and enjoying it, but knowing that tomorrow I'm starting a new journey, going to a new place to do a new thing because that's what life is about. We dodge the change. We despise the change. The chase of comfort has destroyed the proclivity and the potential for greatness in far too many people. Next, goal setting. Setting goals gives you something to aim at. Setting goals gives you a precise destination. Why is that important? Have you ever tried to go somewhere and you don't know where you're going? Think about it for a while. But yet, I will argue 80 plus percent of people in this country wake up every day going to a place they don't know where they're going. They know they're going to work, but they don't, and they, and they know they're going to get a check, but they can't tell you where they are going in their lives. What's the end game? Why am I here? What am I going to do with my life outside of go to work, get a check, and pay bills? What impact will I leave on the world? How 
am I going to leave a legacy so powerful that it speaks of me after I'm gone? See, I don't care how many cars you put in the driveway. They won't speak of you after you're gone. People will get them when you leave them and they'll drive them till they're not, not drivable anymore and they'll go on and, 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 and that's it. No matter how much money you put in the bank about, people will get it, inherit it, and use it and still won't never speak your name. But when you make an imprint on this world, when you make an imprint on other people's lives, when you sit up and show somebody how to heal, when you show somebody how to grow, when you show somebody how to change, when you show somebody how to become, they'll remember you. They'll speak of you. They'll tell their children and their children will wonder, who is this guy? Who is this woman? Who is this person? And you have the ability to be that in some area of life. Search your gifting. Solomon said that your gift will make room for you and bring you before great men. What was he really saying? He's saying that that's a gift planted inside of you. That's your security. That's your assurance. That's the, 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 the emblem of the covenant, so to speak. And let me explain something to you. And, and, and those of you who can follow, please follow. Those of you can't, I'm going to give you enough context so that you can keep up. But 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 the people who um, are of the uh, Abrahamic faith, whether you're talking Judaism, whether you're talking Islam, whether you're talking Christianity, y'all y'all walk with me for a minute. Y'all going to understand this. Everybody else, pay attention because there's a principle involved, no matter what how you view God or whatever. But let me tell you something. So God goes to Abraham and says, Abraham, I want you to leave your family. I want you to go out and go away from this thing. And and, and it says that Abraham believed God, and because he believed him, it was accounted to him. His faith in God purified him, made him righteous accounted for him being righteous. Not anything that he did, not any type of penitence that he did. It was his faith that made him righteous. Now he said, I believe you. He believed him enough that he packed up his wife and he took his stuff and he left. God made him another promise. God said, I'm going to give you an heir through this seed. You will become a father of many nations. Matter of fact, I'm going to change your name from Abram to Abraham to reflect that, that you are a father of multitudes. See, he's changing the name because the name changes the self-talk. Now, when I say my name, I'm speaking my future destiny. The name gives power. That's why you need to know who you are. That's why you need to identify with something that you can anchor yourself in because he's doing something. He gives it to him, but this is not the end. If you go to Genesis 15, God has made the promise. God has brought Abraham through some things. God has done this, but then he gets there and, 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 and he's he's telling Abraham, he's again, I'm going to do this. And Abraham has already told him, believe, he believed him so much that God already had accounted it for righteousness. But Abraham says, I believe you, but what will you give me to assure me of something? And if you don't understand the context, if you don't have any in historical context to why he's asking that. It seems like he's doubting, but what he's doing is he's calling in to play tradition. He's saying that anytime that there is an agreement or a covenant, there's an emblem of the covenant. There's an emblem of the sacrifice to be made. It's a promise. Something you give somebody 
to say that, here, hold this until I bring you the promise. So when men used to go away to war, they would leave things in the hands of their sons and say, hold this until I get back. Maybe it's a piece of jewelry. Maybe it's a precious stone. Maybe it's, but he says, hold this until I get back. This is my promise that I'm returning to you and I'm coming back. Hold on to it. And so when God said, when, when, when Abraham asked for an emblem, of the sacrifice or, or, or God gave him a covenant. The emblem is the covenant. It is this thing. And so what happens is you've got to have something that you can hold on to as an emblem of the promise. God gave you gift. The gift is the emblem. The gift is this thing is what anchors the promise, anchors the covenant, the covenant. Planted inside of every last one of you is the emblem of the covenant, the emblem of the sacrifice, the emblem of the infinite commitment and promise of provision for you to complete and do the things that God designed you to do. The emblem isn't considering the challenge. It's aware of it, but the challenge has no power to influence the emblem. What are you saying? What I'm saying is people will look at me and wonder why I'm carrying it some way because there's something in my spirit that disagrees with my circumstance. What do you mean? There's something inside of me that's bigger than the moment. There's something inside of me that's bigger than the heartache. There's something inside of me that's bigger than everything that I could possibly go through at any moment. I see the circumstance. I'm aware of this. I'm not in denial, but there's just something in my spirit that disagrees with my circumstance. And what does that mean? That means that I can look beyond the moment and understand that the circumstance is temporary but my destiny is eternal and I'm walking towards my destiny. You got to set some goals. Consistency is another key. Consistency. That's doing something over and over again, regularly and consistently committed to it. It's not jumping in and jumping out. It's not doing it just when I feel like it. It's not doing it just when I know what tomorrow's out. Sometimes you're doing something and there's no immediate uh, indication of how long it's going to take, but you've got to be consistent. We aren't consistent enough in the pursuit of the things that we say that we truly want. We go after it in this this culture that we're in, this instantaneous gratification culture, this microwave society that says, I've got to have it now. And if I can't get it within X amount of time, then it's just not meant to be. And we'll even lie on God. It's not in God's will. God said, I will hold no good thing from you. So then if God is not withholding anything good from us and I can't have, it's not that it's not God's will. It's that it's not in your uh, desire to put forth the effort to be committed to go the distance to have what it is you say you want. It requires consistency of effort, consistency of thought, consistency of speech, consistency of hope. You've got to have consistency. 
Oh, here's another one. Positive self-talk. That's number five. Positive self-talk is another key to positive transformation. I, I, I tell people all the time that your brain is the most powerful supercomputer on the planet and your self-talk is the system or the software it's going to run. Whatever you are telling yourself about your life, you are literally downloading into your subconscious and you're going to repeat it in your thoughts. You're going to repeat it in more speech. You're going to repeat it in your actions. You're literally producing your self-talk. You've got to understand. Uh, God told Job, look, be careful. You should declare a thing and should be established. Now, when you read that, you get excited when you, because normally you're reading in, in an enclosed, controlled environment. Normally, it's somebody doing a Bible study, somebody doing a sermon, somebody doing something. So when you read, you should declare a thing and it will be established to you. You automatically have what? A positive connotation wrapped around it. So you get excited about it, but you miss the principle of the, 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 the dynamic. The principle is you shall declare a thing. It doesn't matter whether you declare something negative or something positive. But when you declare a thing, it will be established. Some of you are declaring poverty in your life by the way you talk. Some of you are declaring heartache and misery by the way you talk. Some of you are declaring broken relationships by the way you talk. Stop talking wrong to yourself and start speaking the things you desire, whether you can see them or not. There's power in your speech. Solomon says that there's power of life and death in the tongue. Guard your tongue. Guard your self-talk. Number six, a support network. The people in your periphery. How many times have I told you you're going to be the average of the five people you spend the most time around? In income, in state of mind, in viewpoints of how you see the world around you. You're going to be the average of the five people you spend the most time around. Build a circle of winners. Build a circle of people who will uh, uh, let you set your life on fire, then help you fan the flames. Build someone that's going to hold, uh, build a circle of people who will hold you accountable, but lift you up and build you up and remind you in the darkest moments of who you are. I remember reading about a tribe in Africa. I can't remember the name of the tribe, but the story goes like this, that when a woman finds out she's pregnant, there's this tree on the outskirts of the village that she goes and she sits there and she comes up with a harmony and the words to a song, and this song is her baby song. It's the first thing this baby is going to hear. She's going to sing it the whole time she's pregnant with the baby. When the baby is born, the entire village is going to sing the baby's song. The baby is going to hear who they are, what they're going to do, how they're going to do it, how great they're going to in this entire lifetime. They're going to hear the song until they become of age. And here's the beautiful thing about it. When the child grows up and becomes a young adult and they do something that is unacceptable by the village, the village doesn't cast them out. The village doesn't deride them. The village brings them to the center of its core at the very center of the village and the entire village sings their song. What are they doing? They're reminding them of who they are. 
You need people in your circle who are going to remind you of who you are at the darkest times. When when everybody else is counting you out, you need somebody to say, you got this. When everybody else is sitting up planning and plotting your demise, you need somebody else to say, there's nothing that you can go through. Your destiny is written. You are going to make it. Don't you dare give up. Don't you dare quit. You need somebody to tell you, God, built you for this. You need somebody that's going to be willing to ride it out with you. Finally, a learning mindset. Number seven, a learning mindset. You've got to have a willingness to grow. And one of the ways that I ensure I grow every day is I invest in learning something that I don't know. It just might be an idea. It might be a new principle. This is why I read so much is because every time I consume something, I'm not the person I was before I consumed it. It's revelation. Also, revelation puts you as close to God as you can. That's what prayer is about. But most people miss it. Everybody thinks prayer is the power equation. No, faith and action is the power equation. Prayer is the revelation equation. Prayer is where you get the answer. Faith is where you execute it. That's see, 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 most people are praying, wanting God to fix it. Most people are praying, wanting God to deliver them from it. God is never going to deliver you from the giants he designed you to slay. You can stop that one. You can just put that. You frustrated. God's not. No, God is never going to deliver you. from. You don't get delivered from your purpose. You don't get exempted from your purpose. You don't get exempted from the design. Now, you can squander your time here, but you're never going to get God to cosign. Prayer is about revelation. Prayer is about gaining understanding. Prayer is about walking into a new knowledge. Knowledge, there's so much to gain from that. Now, is there knowledge in it? Yes, but knowledge of itself is knowledge. Everybody talk about knowledge is power. No, knowledge is potential. Knowledge doesn't come become properly and amply applied. I mean, applied. It's when you apply the knowledge that you experience power. Personal transformation is a process. And when you properly engage the process, nobody can stop you. Doesn't mean you're not going to have challenges. Just means that it can't stop you. Doesn't mean that there won't be people who dislike you. Just means they can't stop you. You're going to have to make up in your mind that you're going to do what you're supposed to do and become what you're capable of becoming to truly experience life in the way that it's meant to be experienced, to truly become a key and a a pathway for other people to walk into their selves. It's not about you. It's about you doing what you were put here to do. Your benefits, the things you get to enjoy this world is because you're walking out your destiny. When you start chasing things before you start pursuing your purpose, you put things out of line and you will start. You you may even be successful at accumulating a lot of things and you're wondering why you're still miserable. You're not walking in your purpose. Things don't make you. 
Living in your purpose is the fulfillment of this life. So I challenge you to become transformed. And, and as Paul put it, be, be transformed by what? The renewing of what? Your mind. On that note, look, I hope that I was able to bless you. I hope that you got something out of that. As I stated when I first came in, look, until midnight tonight, well, 11.59 p.m. tonight, you can get the seven-day online business launch course, the thing I've been preaching up on for about a year and a half now, so that you can learn how to create online streams of income, create online businesses, and hedge your primary source of income, or create a new primary source of income, completely change your career, whatever you want to do. The opportunity is there. There are no limitations except for the ones you accept with your mind. Today until 11.59 p.m., you can get this $597 course for $99. You will pay $97 up front and $2 when you actually log into the platform to start taking the course. You will also have the opportunity to get the Mind Unleashed course, another $597 course for $27. All of this, if you sign up today before midnight, it's up to you. The opportunity is there. Uh, if you see the value in it, jump on it. If not, I understand. But you've got to start making moves. On that note, I'm out of here. As I always say, I live my life on full so that when I leave this place, I die on me. I challenge you to do the same. On that note, I'm out.